0: His niece married one of our own yesterday. We'll let him come back for a shout about that. And the Lord took him, moved him up to New York. You know you're a man. you moved from Florida to New York. I was trying to remember Brother Luma, I was going to ask you, but you were focusing, I don't want to disturb you, what you, you had preached the last time you was here dealing with the flesh. Sin. Yes, sin and, and iniquity and sin and equity and, and life-changing. It was life-changing. What a message. And if you weren't here to hear it, you can request it from our usher. We have them on file. And, and, um, it'll be a blessing to you. Brother Luma, we're honored you're with us. God bless you. Come and minister the word of the Lord to us. Will you welcome the man of God?
1: the Lord. Praise the Lord everybody. I am so honored. There's a lot of bass. Makes me sound like I'm have a real strong voice. I am so honored and so happy. I preach here more than I preached here when I was here. (laughs) Thank you, Pastor Kyle. Thank you, the ministry team here. Forever etched in my heart thank you. Some of you pray for me. Every so often I get a call from somebody letting me know they're praying for me and sometimes call and pray with people too. Our God is a great God. You're in a good place. Somebody said I'm in a good place. Gotta learn to appreciate what God gives us, the ministry that God gives us to. Not every church is like this. Hope you know that. Praise the Lord. Pastor Kyle asked me if I would speak here back in February. Kind of strange, Pastor Kyle. Back in February, called me and asked if I'd preach. The moment he asked me if I would preach, the Lord spoke to me. And he told me what to preach. And it's been simmering in my spirit since that time. My desire today is that you'll be raised to another dimension. Somebody says dimension. That God would raise you to another dimension as a church, as a body. Father, you're so good. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray that your word would have free course here, Lord Jesus. Let every distraction be under our feet. Jesus, let your word be elevated to the highest dimension and let your name be lifted up. Father, let your glory become ever clearer to every one of us and let our glory become ever clearer to us. Jesus, whatever it is that you want to do here, I pray that you would have freedom, you'd have liberty, Father, Get me out of the way. Would you speak, Lord Jesus? Let the counsel of God speak to somebody's heart directly, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray for help. Jesus, you know my weaknesses. You know my abilities and my inabilities. I pray that you would help us today. We ask it in the name of somebody give God the praise. In In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. We give God the glory. We give God the glory. We give God the glory. Who is like unto the Lord our God. There is a song that says, You're my glory and the lifter up of my head. I'm not going to sing. You're my glory. Just one verse. You're in the lifter up of my head. For thou, O God, are shield for me. You're my glory and the lifter of my head. First Corinthians chapter 15, verses 39 through 41. Don't listen to Brother Luma. As a matter of fact, close your eyes. And just let your heart listen to what the Lord is speaking. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 39 through 40. All flesh is not the same flesh. But there is one kind of flesh of men. Another flesh of beasts. Another flesh of fishes and another of birds. There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. Somebody say another. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For one star differeth from another in glory. I'm going to talk to you today in a new dimension of glory. Somebody say a new dimension. Somebody say a new dimension of glory you may be seated father have your way everything that is created has glory attached to it every creation of god is glorious the bible says god said let us make men in our image after our likeness. He says, Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, the beasts, and whatsoever it is that creepeth upon the earth. God said, Let them have dominion. And he looked at Adam. He said, He blessed them, the Bible says. And he says, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish. He says, Subdue and Have dominion. What is glory? Recently someone called me and asked me, what is glory? As a matter of fact, glory has an array of definition. If you say glory to God, that means praise God. As a matter of fact, the Bible commends us to give glory to God or to glorify God. Another meaning for glory is the pomp or the splendor or the majesty or the, the, the glory, the beauty, the strength. All of these are definition for glory. There is a word in the scripture that also defines glory, and that word is ruach. And that word is spirit, which is the spirit of God or the energy of of life or the life force that keeps everything that's alive, alive. Glory, somebody say glory. Another definition for glory is to boast. I will not glory in anything else but in Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Oh, I will glory In the cross of Jesus Christ, Paul said. That's another definition for glory. Another definition for glory is worth. Value is another definition for glory. And if you study scriptures, you'll find you stumble over each one of those. But every creature has glory in it. Every creature has glory in it. There was a time I used to think less of some people. And my criteria was always their glory. What is it that they do with life? What is it that they do in life? how they live their life, and I would say I love everybody, but I don't necessarily honor everybody. And as the Lord would help me to understand certain things, my opinion of people changes. Because God began to teach me that there is a glory about every human being that he has created. The Bible says he looked at Adam and he breathed unto Adam the breath of life. And as I begin to consider this, this is the most glorious thing everybody can ever have. That breath of life from God is the most glorious thing that anyone could have. <laughs> person say well I know some living people that have no glory you're lying every living being is glorious somebody said it's glorious somebody said glorious look at your neighbor says you are glorious well you're saying well they don't live for God We are the people called to glory. What do you mean they're glorious? Well, I was thinking about this. When I was at the club and I was partying and drinking, my life source continued to blow life into me. When I made the decision that I was going to club, he kept breathing When I got to the club, he kept breathing. When I picked up a gal, he kept breathing the life source that came from him into me. When I picked up a drink, he kept breathing life into me. For whatever reason, he wanted glory because glory is life source. And he wanted the life source to continue to breathe in me. He wanted me to stay alive. Even when I was backslidden and living like a sinner, like a madman, He kept. Breathing. When I thought about the thing, God kept breathing. When I did it, He kept breathing. After I've done it, He kept breathing. The life force continued to breathe value into me. He continued to breathe glory into me. He continued to breathe life into me. The Bible calls God the God of glory, the King of glory, the Father of glory. I want you to think about this because Every breath you take, you take the father of glory is as close to you as your next breath because he keeps breathing into each and every one of us the breath of life. Every breath you take, God is near unto you. As a matter of fact, the Bible says in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. And guess what? Paul was not talking to born again believers. The Bible says he passed by and he saw an altar that on it was an inscription that says to thee unknown God Paul said no he is not unknown you like a baby inside the womb you haven't seen him yet but you breathing in him you living in him everywhere you are he is there he's your life source he is not far from you he said what you need to do is to reach Happily, you may touch him. I don't want you to see yourself having no glory. You see, the world's glory is from possession, the world's glory is from how many letters are behind your name, the world's glory is from achievements and performances and and heroism and that's the way of the world and the world wants to speak to each and every one of us uh, to let us know that we are not worth anything unless we have those things uh, working for us. Recently we had a death in our family and we were at the cemetery and I was scanning those tombs and I saw no one with titles behind their names. The only thing I saw was the time the life breath came into them and the time the light breath came out of them. And I dare to tell somebody that's the most important thing that you have. You can't buy it. You cannot pawn it. Uh, Nobody can give you an extra one. Uh, You cannot. Come on, somebody. If you are a millionaire, uh, you can't get it. Uh, If you are a billionaire, uh, you can't get it. Uh, If you are a trillionaire, uh, you cannot uh, get it. Uh, But life comes from God. And for some reason, he seems to think that you are worth his breath. Everyone is worth his breath. So the life breath comes from God. Somebody says it comes from God. Somebody says it's my glory. Some of you are still believing that, well... I don't look right. Your most highly prized asset is not your look. Somebody can tuck it and they could do all kinds of surgeries, but the most expensive thing. That each and every one of us have. I want you to get this before I start preaching to you. Because you got to get this. Because if you don't get the value, you trade for cheap. If you don't get it, you're going to trade it. If you don't understand it, you're going to trade it. Every creation, everything in creation is less than the man. As a matter of fact, if you want to add value to something, all you got to do is speak value into it. Football is a man throwing a ball, it has no value. But men, when men begin to speak value into football, you think football is valuable and people trade their greater value for lesser value and what they didn't realize is they themselves traded their greater value for something that was less. A car has no value except some men speaks value into it. That's why they look for somebody's voice uh, to do a commercial because by itself uh, there is no value in it. Uh, But we are the highest uh, in creation. Uh, We got to speak value into anything uh, in order to add value uh, into it. Uh, If you do not speak into it, uh, it remains just the car. If you do not speak into it, uh, it's just the man throwing a ball. Any human being that has a breath of life has the highest value than anything in creation. And Jesus Christ, he walked this earth and he began to bring us back to the idea of value. And he began to compare us with the rest of creation and the things of the moment. He said, isn't your life more important than me? person said, well, yeah, everybody knows that. But how many people trade their life just to make ends meet? He said, isn't your body more important than clothing? Now tell me why young people are shooting people, are robbing people to get money to buy some pair of sneakers. Jesus is trying to help us to see what's more glorious, who's more glorious. He said, I made you higher than that stuff. I made you more glorious than that stuff. You don't have to kill yourself for a house. You are more glorious than the house. You can buy a house. You can never buy your soul. He said, you see. In this scale of value, sparrows don't mean anything. But he said, there is not one of them that does not have glory. Before God because he gave them life. And the Bible says every one of them that fall, God is fully aware. That's why I'm telling you, your next breath is being breathed into you by the Holy Ghost. God is breathing your next breath. He knows when the sparrow falls. And Jesus said, you have more glory than many, many sparrows. If your house gives you value, there is a misunderstanding. And Jesus walking this earth, he began to set the record straight. He made a statement. He said, what would a man give in exchange for his soul? What would you trade you for? Sometimes we listen to it and it just goes over our head. A person says, Well, I would not go and do a transaction and say, you know, give me $1,000. That's not what he's talking about. What is it? What do you give you for? All right. You have more value than social media. Way more, social media has nothing on you. As a matter of fact, if social media has anything, it's because you trade you for social media. You trade you for something inanimate. You give yourself for it and you bring value to it. It has no value on its own. Glory! Somebody say glory. glory. Somebody say glory. glory. Somebody say glory. glory. So, the glory that you have is the glory of God. Every time you breathe, just think about that. The glory whew, is breathing the eternal God is breathing into you. One day, just like this, Eve was just strolling around the garden, and Satan came around and said, you see, there's more value in that tree than there is in you. The tree got something for you that you don't have. Because if you don't understand glory, if you don't understand your worth, you're going to start trading your worth for something that's less. So Eve traded a life connected with the father of glory. To begin to live on the dimension of the knowledge of of good and evil. I want you to get this. She traded the dimension of living connected to the life source in order to know good and evil. I want you to get that. Eve disconnected herself from life and connected herself to the knowledge of good and evil. You can live born again, baptized with the Holy Ghost, disconnected from the spirit of life, and connected to the idea well I know I've been baptized in Jesus name I got the Holy Ghost yeah that's a knowledge but the fullness of life comes from a connection with the God that spoke that word therefore you'll be living in the dimension of life instead of living in the dimension of saying well cheating is no good this is no good that is no good you need to live higher than that we want to live in the dimension of of God's manifestation. <laughs> glory. Somebody say glory. glory. Well, Adam was disconnected from glory. He still has glory, but the glory that Adam had was a fading glory. It was a glory that was disconnected. From the glory source, sometimes if, you know, in, in overseas people kill their chicken and the chicken will keep flapping, but the chicken is dead. Still flapping, but still dead, as dead can be. And Adam began to flap his wings from that moment on. And every descendant of Adam is born flapping their wings disconnected from the life source, yet they still have a residue of life from the life before, but they're disconnected from the life source. And in that disconnection, they begin to gather things. Although disconnected, man is still higher, higher on the totem pole than anything else. Because when Adam fell, the whole creation fell. So Adam may be lower, but everything else becomes lower. So Adam is still on top of it, but men begin to try to get glory back. And they begin to do it by trying to step on other men because if I can compare myself to you and I'm higher than you, that means I'm more glorious. Men begin to be jealous of men. Men begin to kill men uh, like Cain did uh, because he, des- he desires a higher level of glory than his brother. And his brother seemed to have had uh, a higher level of glory. So he became jealous uh, and he kills him. And so is the ways of men. We are always climbing and every step higher we take, we perceive that we are better than the next person. You have a better home. You have different friends now. Because our friends are on our level. We're better than these guys. We're college graduates. They're not. So we begin to weigh our glory based on things that are less than any human being. Somebody said glory. glory. Your glory came from God. Somebody from God. Your glory is not yours. I'm gonna teach you how to exchange glory. Our human instinct is to exchange glory the way I just told you. The Bible says men at his best estate. Like if you're the highest man ever lived without redemption, the Bible says it's altogether vanity. The cutest person on earth is altogether vanity because after a while your hair becomes gray after a while your beauty the Bible says the beauty begins to fade the Bible says we're like the flower of the field and one moment we start blooming and everybody's looking at us and everybody thinks we all that and after a while we begin to fade and people don't talk about us anymore they don't give us thumbs up anymore nobody follows us anymore because all our glories begin to fade all of our glories fade And God wants us to begin to trade glory in the right place. The problem is, somebody says the problem is, we could not just decide to trade glory because the Bible says that when, when God cast Adam out of the garden he put cherubims the tree of life was inside and he put Adam on the outside and there was a guard Adam could not go back in to reconnect to glory anymore we've heard of the Shekinah glory of God The Bible says that way was not yet made manifest because you couldn't just decide, I want more glory, and just walk in the back and get the glory of God come down and walk out all glorious by His glory. The Bible says that was not possible if you were passionate about God, you still couldn't go to the back. If you were hungry about God, you still, as a matter of fact, there are some things you could not even be. One man said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper. Somebody put me close enough to the source of glory. I may not qualify to go in the back, but my passion is saying I'd like to be just by the door. Somebody says, I'd rather one day in the presence of glory than a thousand elsewhere. Somebody said, I want to draw near to God. And as the deer painteth after the water brook, so my soul painteth after you, God. But with all that passion and desire, the Shekinah glory was behind the veil. And no one can just decide to go in. The Bible says the way to the holy of holies were not yet made manifest. You couldn't be glorious like he is. John the Baptist, when he was born, the Bible says his ministry was to make the way of the Lord. The Bible says he would exalt the valleys. You see, the priest was like the high up. Because the high priest gets to go in, and nobody gets to go in. But when John the Baptist was prophesied, the Bible says he was going to raise the valleys. And then he was going to bring the mountains low. He was going to make a plain path into the glory. He was going to begin to open the door for anybody to, to go in, and Jesus Christ when he spoke he said from the days of john the baptist until now the kingdom has opened a door For people to be totally violent and to press into the glory to get a new dimension of glory if they want it. You see the lady with the blood issue could not go behind the veil and said if I can just touch, come on somebody, the Ark of the Covenant, I would be made whole. But Jesus said I'm introducing something new from the days of John the Baptist until now I'm going to open up the gate of glory come on somebody anybody with passion anybody with zeal anybody with hunger anybody that desires the Bible says that Jesus has called us into glory and virtue You see, what he came to do is to redeem. The Bible says the redemption price of a soul is very costly. Thousands of animals couldn't do it. People couldn't do it. It does not matter who it was that came before God. They could not do it. But when Jesus came, he said, I come to redeem you back into glory and virtue. We are called into glory and virtue. Somebody said glory. glory. I don't think you're getting it. Somebody said glory. glory. We are called into glory and virtue. You see, Adam was living in glory before the fall. But everything was not perfect because why would God say subdue? Why would God say have dominion? Because you subdue something when you're trying to take control by force. God said to Adam, I want you to subdue. And after you subdue, I want you to dominate over it. So everything was good, but not everything was perfect. Perfect. Everything is good, but not everything is perfect. If you've been baptized in Jesus' name, there is a potential for higher level of glory. And if a person is not baptized in Jesus' name yet, uh, you don't have a Holy Ghost. uh, There is a uh, a provision made for you to enter into the dimension uh, of glory. So wherever you are, there is a dimension of glory to enter into. The Bible says he calls us with an holy calling. He calls us into glory. He calls us into glory. Somebody says, Oh, glory. All right. But how do I walk in glory? How do I enter glory? There is a, a biblical principle. of God dealing things to you. And then in order for you to get more from God, you have to learn to sow what he give you. We just talked a little bit earlier about the glory that's in us. That glory is from God. That glory is from God. Somebody says it's from God. The breath of life is from God. Everything That's living in you is from God. In the book of Romans chapter 1, the Bible says because that when they knew God, they glorify him not as God. Now, why does God make the assumption that you have glory? Because to glorify is to give glory. We just talk about men putting value on stuff by speaking into it. But God says creation knew God. And they did not trade their glory. When they knew God, they glorified him not as God, not as the father of glory. Not as the originator of life. When they knew God, they glorified him not as God. The Bible says neither were they thankful. The least a person can do is to be thankful. The Bible says if you're going to enter the gates when you're coming in, as in the Old Testament, he said enter into the gates with thanksgiving. Because God wants you to realize, if you're walking in here, I kept you alive. If you're living, I kept you alive. Come on, somebody. If you rolled in here in a wheelchair, the most valuable thing you have is the breath of life. The Bible says to enter into the gates with thanksgiving. And it says when you enter into the courts, you need to praise God. To praise God is to exchange your glory. (laughs) So God says to enter into the courts and begin to make some transaction as you are entering in. You see some people, hear me. Some people, according to human glory, has more glory than others. Spiritually, some people have more glory than someone else. And you're going to realize that there are dimensions of glory. If you are rich and you own a lot of stuff, that's part of your glory. If you are known and you are famous, that's part of your glory. If you are a king, that's part of your glory. You see, some kings worship God like a pauper. They don't worship God like a king. Whatever it is that you have, whatever situation you're in, that makes up your total glory. So. If I have a mite, I can worship God with a mite. As long as I only have two mites. When I enter into the gates, Jesus is sitting back and he's watching the people glorifying God. And then one lady had two mites. And she walked in and she said, I'm going to glorify God and my glory to God has nothing to do with what so-and-so has. Uh, It has everything to do with what I have and she said I'm making my way in and I'm going to exchange with God I'm gonna exchange with God whatever it is that I have whatever worth I have whatever worth I have it comes from him and I'm gonna worship him with my worth I'm gonna worship him with what I have I'm gonna worship him with who he made me to be some of us have prestige (laughs) we have prestige so we can't worship God because we're prestigious you see when you enter into the gates if you want more if you're okay you can keep what you have The only thing I'm telling you is that it's going down because that glory fades. That glory is on its way out because when you die, it's not going with you. You can keep your prestige. You could be a prestigious person if you want to, but I want, oh, come on, somebody. I want to worship God with what I got. You could be prestigious. You could be educated like you want to and clap your hands to God. God is going to ask you, what about the life breath I give you? All right, all right, all right. God knows that he couldn't just leave it to us to decide what's ours, what we have. So he began by saying, Clap your hands, all ye people. You know one thing I always remember? Mario has a way of just going down the aisle and just come around. Mario has a glory in him. And he's recognized that. That's why the psalmist said, as long as I have any being. Because if I'm breathing the breath of life, if I can't lift this one hand, I'm going to lift this one because I owe him glory. He put glory in me. I owe him something. He said, if I can't move my feet, I'm going to wheel that wheelchair and give him glory. If I can't see, I'm going to walk. If I can't walk, I'm going to talk. If I can't talk, I'm going to hum. If I can just roll around, I'm going to trade my glory. I'm going to trade my glory. Trading your glory, whatever you have. The Bible says she gave all that she have. I was talking about that glory. You don't know how much that glory comes to you from, from God. You know what it comes to you from God. The Bible says the fullness of God dwelleth in Him. God said, this glory is gonna cost me everything that I am to open that gate to them so that they can come in, for them to be able to come near to me and cause that there to be an exchange. It's gonna take everything I got. I gotta hung on a cross, I gotta hang on the cross, they gotta beat me, they gotta pierce me and I'm making a choice because I want them to connect back to glory. And then you want to be prestigious? (laughs) David said, I'm going to praise him. He made a statement. He says, even with my glory. David said, no, 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 no. I'm not just going to praise him clapping my hands when I'm a king. He says, as a king, I'm going to praise God. (laughs) He said, I'm going to praise God even with my glory. So because he was a king, because he had the way to do it, he said, you know what, let's hire people. I can't praise him enough, but I have so much glory that I can tell somebody, won't you magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name yeah. together? He said, come on, somebody, give a little bit more glory than this. He said, I'm a king, let me, sh- come on. Oh, come on, somebody, oh, come on, somebody. So, David said, I'm going to worship him like a king does it. Micah said, no, 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 come on, David. You are king. Give him one of these things. But David was smart enough to understand the father of glory. So, he said the glory came from him. He said to Micah, you didn't know me when I was back there. He said, he's lifted my head above my enemies the bible says he lifts the poor out of the dust he raised the needy from the dung hill and the bible says he sets them among princes when you get among princes make sure you give them a princess praise when you get among princes give god a princess worship oh come on somebody come on somebody All right. God knew you would be tired. God knew that the job would want to take the energy that he gives you first. So that you come to service to rest. Yeah. God knew... That there was going to be a serpent saying, come on, I'll give you all the glory. You see that? He said, I'll give you all the glory and the power of this world. All you got to do, exchange. Let's exchange. What do you want, Jesus? Let's, let's just do an exchange. So, he tells you, you know what? Give your energy at the job. That's the glory of this world. But, don't just exchange it. Give the job your energy. Give the job your intelligence. Give the job the best of your life. You see, the Bible says, young men, you're strong. God gave you strength, and God expects strength back because that glory the Bible says that's your strength that's your glory as a matter of fact the Bible says the glory of a young man is his strength so God wants the strength of the young man I'm glad young men run around here you got to be able to do what other people can't do because you have strength that they don't have and God said I want that back I want I put that in you and I want it back if anything you could do is lift the finger it comes from God because the breath of life comes from God God wants it back he wants it back the Bible says they exchange their glory they exchange their glory And the Bible says, when you exchange your glory, you become vain. You think that a car is what makes you important. You think that education makes you better. Because whenever you start exchanging, you're dealing in the dimension of deception. The enemy is actually trading with you. I give you everything just to think, look how great you are. How much better you are. You preach. Come on, you preach better. They preach, but you preach better. You begin to look for glory for yourself. The Bible says that because we receive glory, one of another, we have left the the, the faith dimension. The Bible says, how can they believe? Because you're no longer connecting over here, living by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. You're you, you, you operating in the dimension of the good and evil knowledge. And people say, you're really good. You're a good preacher. But no, the Bible says, give God the glory. Yeah. Let me tell you what, what would happen to us. Recently, we had a, we had a, there's a a strip there with a, with a psychic shop, and it's probably the most renowned in the area. They put a card on my wife's car, and my wife took the card, and she said, God, I'm going to pray these people to church. But three months later or so, they walked in. I didn't know them by face, but they walked in, and, and I asked my wife, did you talk to them? She said, yes. I said, I said uh, where do they live? They said, they live, one person, they said, we come from Boston. Another person they said, Well, we come from Fairview Avenue. And the Lord helped me to make the connection. I said, Oh, that's the psychic couple over there that came here. But little do you know, brother, I'm preaching. He's like the preacher's corner. He's at the preacher's corner. And here I am preaching, knowing that somebody is trying to give me praise. And I'm I'm not interested. Because all he wants me to do. Is to begin to receive, yeah, preacher, you're doing it, preacher, keep preaching it. Nobody else is answering. But he's trading. He wants to trade. And then to do the trade, he has to lift me up. He has to give me some glory. And I'm preaching as if I could care less. Who's listening? Who's not listening? Because I understand there is a place where glory comes from. It's not going to come from your peers. It's not going to come from your preacher. It's not going to come from the people you gather around you. Might tell somebody, the father of glory is God. The Bible says he's the king of glory. I got to end. I got to end. Somebody said glory dimension. Glory. Glory dimension. How do we get glory? The Bible calls Jesus the last Adam. The first Adam missed it because he missed the formula to increase because God wouldn't give Adam a job if there is not a promotion because the Bible says there's no labor that's in vain. God said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish. I'm sure there's a reward to that. So the second or the last Adam rather He came in to show us how to get back into glory. How to reconnect and to live in the dimension of glory. So when you look at Jesus, I want you to look at your model, your example. The Bible says of him that being found in fashion as a man. The moment he knew that I'm a man, the Bible says he humbled himself and became obedient, even unto death. Therefore, because of that, God have highly exalted him and given him a name. That is above every name, that at the sound of the name of Jesus, uh, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess uh, that Jesus Christ uh, is Lord uh, to the glory of God. So one of the component to your next level of glory is going to be as long as you are a man, a woman. You're breathing this breath of life. Humility. We talked about praise earlier. Glory happens by transfer. You know, sometimes people have people pray for them so that they can receive something. You can't receive glory like that. That's why Jesus didn't pick 12 men and say, (laughs) glory. And then let them go. Because glory happens by transfer. Everyone here, whether you're living for God or not, there's a glory about you. And there's a dimension of glory that you are working in. Nothing supernatural happens outside of glory. Nothing. You can't As a matter of fact, Jesus said, well, what did he say? When I first, when I came here at the beginning of the year, Pastor, you were teaching from John 15. Jesus said, abide in me. He said, abide in me. And he said, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to abide in you. He says, the branch cannot decide to bear fruit. The branch cannot pray fruit into coming to it. He says the branch has to find out how to abide. If not, the branch is going to find itself living in the old glory, the withering glory. He said because the branch is eventually going to wither. He says abide in me. And he says because the nutrients come from the root. And you are the branch. If you are connected, there's going to be a flow. And that flow of glory, the more, come on, somebody, come on, hear me. Hear me out. As you bear a fruit, the husbandman said, ha, he's bearing. Let somebody talk about him. Let somebody say something negative about him. Let there be a soul in his life because his bearing, the Bible says, the moment you bearing, the blessing from bearing is to be pruned. That's why Apostle Peter, when he finally got it from transfer, he said, You need to rejoice when you got all kinds of trials and temptation, because you are getting ready for another dimension of glory. You are getting ready to step into something you've never been yet. You are getting ready to move into a new height. He said, abide in me and let my word abide in you. He said, the father... Is glorified when you take your glory and you sow it into the Father. You stay there. And he said, he's going to flow through you. You're going to bear much fruit. And he says, it's after you bear much fruit, God is going to say, ah, that's a kind. I have my kind now. Jesus rejoiced when the apostles began to get it. When they go out and they did it, the Bible says Jesus leaped in his spirit. It's working. Everybody, it's working. I'm getting, they're getting the glory transfer. It's working. They're getting a hold of who I am. They're becoming a partaker of my nature. God is a God of glory. The the dimension we call to live in is a dimension of glory. How do I get glory? You gotta learn to, I'm almost done, you gotta learn to be thankful. The Bible says in everything you have to keep in mind if I'm breathing, the glory is in me. If my daughter dies, he's breathing that breath of life in me. And the Bible says, because of that, I need to be thankful in every situation. You got to learn to be a worshiper. David, after his son died, the Bible says he's wor- he worshipped God. Job, after everything went away, he had, he had certain ideas, but he worshipped God first. Somebody says a worshiper. God is always seeking for a worshiper. That worship in spirit and in truth. If it's not in truth, you'll worship when everything is perfect. But if it's in truth, you'll be a worshiper. You won't have to put on worship. You are a worshiper. That's why you can worship whenever, wherever, because you are a worshiper. And God is looking for one. So when you praise God, you bring God into your environment. You make a house for God. He said, you shall build me a house and I'll come and dwell with you. So when you learn to praise God, you learn to build a house for him. That's why when David became king, he said, I'm going to build him a house. So he can dwell. Prayer becomes conversation after God has come to your house. If your house has God in it, people will start flooding in. He went to the house of Peter. All of a sudden, the house became a church. The Bible says the street began to gather, people gathered, they filled the place. We pastor a very tiny, pastor been there, very tiny congregation in a little town of 2,300 and the biggest surrounding town is 6,000 people. 6,200 people. Folks don't go to church up there. You can't lure them in. You can't send the media stuff to make them come in. As, as I'm, I've been on a seminar, a webinar you were on. I was listening to church growth techniques. That doesn't bring the glory. So we resolved. We said, God, you know, my town, as small as it is, it's like a LGBTQRXV. It's a haven. You go down the main street, there's all kinds of flags, purple and white and whatever you call it, the other thing. They just had a big parade recently. So I said, you know what? I need glory. I can look around and blame the town. I can look around and blame the people. When I went there, everybody said, nobody wants God here. Everything you're going to do, we've done it. We had a handful of people, maybe five, and they said, they don't want God. They don't want God. So I said, I need a new dimension of glory. In the midst of everything, I took some time off, and I went to a little camp. I told my wife, I'm going to be there for a while going to seek the presence of God I was there for about three days and then we followed that with a Daniel diet Daniel diet after I've been in the diet for maybe 21 days I said what am I doing I'm trying to find all kinds of stuff to eat I eat more than I ever ate before trying to make up the calories but God wants my glory. He wants my strength. He wants my abilities. He wants everything to the last drop. And I'm not giving him everything to the last drop yet. But I want the last drop of glory that he has, although he doesn't run out. The Bible says eternal glory. So my wife and I, we, were, we did that 21 day and we did one more week. And then it dawned on me, what about hungry people who go after God? Why can't I go after God? I said, baby, I'm going on a fast. So we did 29 days and we said, We're gonna, I'm going to go to 40 days, but I'm not going to eat. I'm just going to go after God. So I began to go after God. I began to pray. I began to fast. I got to a point I didn't want to eat. Because the glory began to exchange. And I said, I like it. I wanted to just not eat. I said, I wish I could live without eating. I began to walk in a dimension of glory I never knew. And then came the 40 days. Because I don't want anybody to be hungrier than I am. If somebody is hungry for the glory, I want to be. And I'm not telling you to go. That's every it's everything is grace, all right? Pastor will tell you more about grace, but everything happens by grace. So I said, God, give me grace because I want to want you. I want to want you. Before this, if you put me on a three-day fast, I'm about ready to buy my own, my own um cuffet. You put me in. I'd be thinking of all kinds of recipes. Buying stuff to find out what I'm going to eat when I'm done. But I said, God, I want you to do something here. I I don't want, I'm not looking for miracles. I'm not looking for signs. I'm not looking for wonders. I want you to help me to grab a hold of you. When I came here in January... I said, this is the year I started a 40-day fast. Every day, God, give me more grace. Give me grace, God. Give me grace. Give me grace, God. Give me grace. Give me grace. Day two, day three, day four, day five, day six, day seven, day eight, day nine, day ten. I never gave myself a limit I say you know what I may I may not but God give me grace and I just I just keep going and more he gives me grace I'm realizing he's exchanging glory with me I don't deserve it but all I wanted was God give me a desire when I came here pastor preached a message he said God needs to teach us how much we need him We need to know our need for God. That was back in January. If you were here, you heard it. We need to know that we need God. We need to know our next breath comes from God. We need to know that the ministry that God gives you, you'll never be able to fulfill it unless you abide in him. I got to finish. Recently, a young lady walked in. Somebody, two people brought her, three people brought her. She came in screaming. Service was over. I was in the back eating with the rest of the saints. And, and they said, somebody's asking for you. I come, I come out. And this lady is just going crazy. 29-year-old young lady. And I looked at her. I said, what's going on? And I, I asked the people, what's going on? And they said, well, we were in service. And then, and then this began. And then the pastor prayed. And the pastor said, just take her home. They said, but we can't take her home this way. But I had been praying. I said, God let this place be known in this city. Because people knew about you when you were doing stuff. Let this place be known. So they took her in. And I looked at her. I said, what's going on? She said, demons, demons, demons. Looked at. said, in the name of Jesus, leave her alone. She came down in her right mind and the Lord spoke to me. The Lord said, she something happens to her she can't forgive I looked at her I said something happened to you girl and you cannot forgive she said yes I say who is it she looked up she said my dad she said can everybody leave and they left and she talked to my wife and I said my dad's been raping me molesting me since I was 10 years old maybe a, three weeks ago we having service services going on and let me know when I'm done please I'm I think I'm way too long Service is going on, and I feel just to linger in the spirit. So we're just lingering, and we're praying. Service is over. I said, if you want to leave, you can leave, and we're lingering, and we're praying. And then a mother came in with her hair undone, her pajamas on, with her 25-year-old son. Says, the devil's trying to kill my son. He's hearing voices, and he just planned to commit suicide. She caught him in the midst of it. I say, why didn't she go to the hospital? Why didn't she go down there to the hospital? The hospital is right up the road. They put him in a psych unit. They give him a shot. They put him to sleep. And they put him on medicine. People are attracted to your dimension of glory. The church has a dimension of glory. Glory. And the people in this area will be attracted to the dimension of glory that's working this evening. I want to speak unto you to enter into a new dimension of glory. A dimension of glory where the needs begin to find you and not the hospital. That's it. That's it. You can stand up. That's you, I'm telling you. You have glory and you can transfer your glory and get more glory. There is not a pastor that doesn't cry out to God that the place becomes a place where the glory of God have its way. Recently I... I was home and I I heard the saints praying. It was not a church day, but they were in there praying. Somebody I felt like leaping out of my skin because somebody's saying, we wanna be different. We wanna have the glory. I said to them, I'll pay you just to keep doing this. I could tell you about Liv. They pumped her stomach before. Because she tried to kill herself. She came in wrecked with anxiety. Every time she'd have a bout, she'll come to the house. She knows the house is open. She'd come to the house and would pray with her. She'd have so much anxiety, she'll just pass out. She's on all kinds of anxiety medicine, but she came, and then we prayed, and we preach, and she began to seek God, and she began to seek God. And now she's not taking any medicine. She doesn't have anxiety attacks anymore. And if she testifies, she causes the people that God delivered 20 years ago that have hidden the glory of God. They, they, they weren't giving it back because the testimony was too shameful but when she comes up and she began to testify Pastor Kyle, I have people that's been serving God 20 years, that never talked about what God has done, one of them finally stood up, she said you know I tried to drown myself I got drunk and I said goodbye to my daughter and I drank all the way till I passed out and I let myself down in the tub you see, your glory Your glory is contagious because the Bible says men are going to see your good works and their own glory is going to begin to come out of them. you got to be glorious. Somebody, if you want to be glorious, I'm going to invite you to come forward. You're not going to be glorious today. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be a transfer. You're going to have a glory transfer. This is why Jesus has those stories about the lady with the blood issue and the, the sinful lady because he opened up the way for glory and many people didn't come. But these people begin to make an effort to come into the glory. Jesus said, that's noteworthy. I'm going to talk about the healings, but these people, they realize that the way to the Holy of Holies is being made open. They said, I want to take first look into it. She said, if I but touch him, let nobody stand in my way, I just want to touch him. Because there's going to be a transfer. She put her energy into it. She been she been anemic, she been weak, she had nothing left, but she put her energy into it. This is not to get you excited. You're not going to get excited. If you get this word, it's going to change your life. You're not going to get excited right now, but your walk is going to change. So much of of, of what we do is excitement in the building. But if you could take this thing home with you. And you go to the face of God like Moses. Show me your glory. God said to Moses, come up hither, Moses. Come up hither. I believe there is an invitation this morning to come up hither. And Moses began to make his way up God says wait a minute I want you to stay for one week over there God says come up and then Moses began to come up he says wait over here and the Bible says seven days later God said come on would you wait a week he said for them to wait until you be endured with power he didn't say how long but were they hungry enough Can I find some hungry? Anyone hungry here? Okay. Because this thing, this glory transfer is only gonna work with the hungry person. Now, if you're hungry, I want you to begin to let that hunger. Out, show me your face, God, that I may know you as the deer paints after the water brook. So my soul paints after you, O God. Oh, my heart cries out. My soul longeth. My heart cries out for the living God. Oh, when will I see God? Oh, when will I? Oh, when will I see God? earlier some people talk about their seed you know we never understand the concept of a seed until I listened to this missionary who was in Africa and she said she saw moms and and dads they have the little baby wrapped in in that little thing that they wrap it around and then they were going in the field and they were putting their seed down and he said they were crying and singing the Bible says they that go forward bearing precious seed They're weeping, the Bible says. These people were planting their seeds and they were weeping. Because their seed, they really wanted to eat. They wanted to eat because they were hungry. Their babies were hungry. But they knew if I eat that glory, if I eat that seed, I will not have a harvest. You can have glory if you want to. You can take glory from your friends if you want to. I'm going to tell you. You're not going to get glory from God because the Bible says they fear that they desire glory that be from men. They got their reward. But Jesus said, I do not desire glory from men. Before he died, before he went to the cross, he said, Father, I put the seed down. I didn't eat it. People try to glorify me. I didn't take it. He said, glorify thou me now with your own self. That's the glory we got to live in. The glory of God. He says, glorify me with yourself. That's the glory I want. For God to glorify me with his glory. I can disappear and everybody will know that it is the glory of God working here. It's the glory of God. going to pray for you. Another glory dimension. Somebody says another glory dimension. I know I preached way too long than I wanted to. Actually, I could have written a book if, if, if I wanted to have so much information in me. But if a person would make a commitment to enter into the glory zone, I want to lift your hand up. God is a God of covenant. God operates in the dimension of covenant. The fact that you know doctrine is not going to give you glory. That's just information. Doctrine will become information without the glory. That's why you can preach it and nothing happens because you need that glory. You need that glory. You need the flow of the Spirit of God flowing through you. You need the flow of the presence of God. The Bible says we have this treasure in an earthen vessel, the excellency, the glory of it comes from God, and it does not come from your good looks. Uh, It does not come from any of that. If you want that glory, lift your hand and make a covenant with God uh, and say, God, uh, I want to seek you. God, uh, I want to know you. He's calling you somebody. Tell me what you're going to do. He's calling you to a higher dimension. Dimension of glory, higher dimension of glory, higher dimension of glory, higher dimension of glory for your church, a higher dimension in the household, a higher dimension. You gotta trade everything you have for a higher dimension, a higher dimension, a higher dimension. You gotta throw the seed in. Don't eat your seed, don't eat your seed, don't eat your seed. Give him that glory, do unto his name. Come on, somebody, a higher dimension of glory, a higher dimension of glory, a higher dimension of glory is what I need. Hallelujah, is what I need. That's what the people need. I can't help them. God can. But the Bible says the glory shine on the face of Jesus because he was so humble. He became a background for the glory of God. Just like the glory shine out of darkness, the Bible says it shine on the face of Jesus Christ was so humble. He provided God a background for the glory to shine. God is looking for a background for his glory. God is looking for somebody to disappear so that he can appear. God is looking for a backdrop for the glory to shine through. That's why he said not many wise are called. Not many mighty. He's looking for somebody that would become a background for glory. Oh
0: Jesus have your way. reach for Him. I feel a glory to glory going on in this altar call. From faith to faith and glory to glory. Open up your mouth and release your glory.